0: This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreoncom slash media. which means this episode is brought to us by you, right? That's how not, it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right? Yeah, the, yes. the listener. We're talking. When I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you. Right. right. Yes.
1: but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I, about?
0: I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Alright, so just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows.
1: So you can get exclusive content for *The Legend of Retro* and *Noobs and Dragons*. Noobs and Dragons—the show with that handsome devil, correct? WK? Well, almost all of those words are right. Yeah.
0: And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreoncom media and become a patron today.
2: Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through
1: history. Get equipped for adventure.
0: Grab your power gloves and super scopes.
2: For it's dangerous to go
1: alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's episode of The Legend of Retro. I am Craig WK, and with me is my buddy The Glitch. Hey, Craig, how's it going? I'm feeling
3: real... Feeling real edgy and angsty. What uh, what do we have in store for the fans today?
1: Why we have only the edgiest and angstiest for them. Orphan Scion of Sorcery. I'm sorry. What was that? Orphan. Orphan Scion of Sorcery.
3: Hmm. Never heard of it.
1: <laughs> Yo, you don't say. Should I have heard of this game? You know, you actually maybe should have. Oh. Because it was a launch title for the PlayStation 2, released on October 26th, 2000. This adventure RPG stars the titular hero, Orphan, as he and his friends get washed up on an island with three strangers and find it hides a powerful artifact that can uh, alter time itself.
3: And it's based on a novel, correct?
1: Yeah, na- based on an anime, which is based on a novel. So the video game version goes after the anime version, and the anime version is based uh, pretty heavily on the novel, but is different in, in all these different ways, yada, yada. We'll we'll be babbling about this throughout the episode, <laughs> I'm
3: sure. What was the
1: name of the novel? Sorceress Stabber Orphan. Uh, st- what, you're stabbing orphans? <laughs> is that what you just said? Sorceress Stabber Orphan. His name is Orphan, and he stabs sorceresses, I assume. Okay. So, or, or he stabs orphans and he's a sorceress stabber. <laughs> I, I, it's a sorceress who stabs orphans? I'm not really sure. Regardless, the anime is known as Sorceress Stabber Orphan. And I... Uh, so do you want the a uh, little bit of a history lesson on what this this is about before we jump into the game?
3: Yeah, Glitch? I, I I know nothing of this. This is what happens when Craig picks the episode. <laughs> I warned you.
1: Before the for all our listeners, I was like, oh, "Hey no. Glitch, what are what are we covering?" And uh, he was like, "I why do we always pick Craig?" He's like, "You get to pick." And I was like, "I'm going to pick something weird." And he's like, "Whatever, man."
3: And so I was like, Orphan Scion of Sorcery. And he's like, what the... What is this? I I gave him a thumbs up in the chat and then I thought to myself, what is this? And uh, yeah, so we find out... I found out that it's based on the novel, like you said, and that of which was... uh, Went into an anime series. Yeah, it had two seasons.
1: Uh, So... uh I. it, this series of novel uh, novels uh, in Japan is by Yoshinobu Akita, and it got made into these two anime series, uh, two seasons of an anime series called Sorceress Stabber Orphan, which stars uh, a, the character named Orphan, uh, his student, uh, who is named uh, uh, differently in the American version of this game, in Japan he's known as Magic Lin, but magic is spelled different you know they're thinking they're being clever here yeah uh and uh uh Lynn's childhood friend Cleo everlasting uh who is I think she was like whereas this Lynn character is being trained by orphan it's like his apprentice uh Clio is like sort of a main female character and is uh I think the love interest of orphan and also is like a swordswoman I uh, and so uh they act as like magical mercenaries they take jobs for money uh and it it's funny because this anime is so filled with cliches. It's ridiculous. I, I've only seen like maybe the first episode or so of the anime and I've read the first few chapters of like the manga version. Never read the novel. Okay. Uh, but uh, Orphan is an incredibly powerful mage and swordsman. He's secretly a master black mage from the world renowned Tower of Fang. Orphan's a, like an edgy jerk. I uh, but I guess in the novels, they do a, a pretty uh, uh, interesting job because he has, like, megalomania. And uh, he also has a disassociative identity disorder, which is multiple personalities. Oh. And so he he took the name Orphan when he fled from this tower. But his real name, like, Crelentio or something like that, is the other personality. And, like, throughout the series, that other personality is always trying to, like, take over and make him a bigger jerk, I guess. So, like, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool, I guess. But it's also just the most 90s cliche <laughs> thing ever.
3: Uh, I did do a little bit of research on uh, Yoshinobu uh, Akita and found yeah. out that he also did uh, The Hunter Dark, Betty the Kid, and Angel Howling, which um, mm-hmm. I, I know nothing about. <laughs> Honestly, Angel Howling <laughs> sounds a little bit more familiar, but I'm not very familiar with the others. I, I did see that he has a book called uh, Slayers vs. Orphan. Which I can only assume is just a bunch of Slayer fans (laughs) just killing and destroying orphans. Am I right about Uh, that one?
1: You know... Sure, why not? <laughs> no, uh, Slayers is another anime series. I presume it's it's just a cross up between Orphan and, and the Slayers anime, of course, because it's another group of magical like mercenaries.
3: I did see that that actually came out later in the life cycle of the whole Orphan mm. series. So,
1: yeah, it's if I'm not mistaken, yeah, that's like that crossover probably what it is it's a crossover. If I'm not mistaken, I okay. honestly like unlike a lot of the other uh, uh anime video games we've done, like because we've done Gundam, we've done Dragon Ball. You know, we we've covered a lot of like in Berserk we've covered all these animes mm-hmm. that I know a lot about I'm I've like that's my wheelhouse Orphan isn't really one of them I only know bits and pieces like he is his like love interest when he was younger like the woman of his dreams was like turned into a dragon or something and like it, it's it's like high fantasy stuff and I mean honestly it's really up my alley but I just I don't know I never really had a chance to get into it I guess oh that's strange I, I think it was coming out around the time when like anime DVDs were super expensive and it was just well, do I get this or do I get Evangelion? And I was like, "Ah, Evangelion wins, you know.
3: I did see that the anime was produced by uh, Bandai.
1: Uh, Yeah, Bandai uh, uh, produced a lot of different anime back then. I don't believe Bandai does anime now. I think they're anime uh, publishing kind of like closed-up shop. Mm
3: -hmm. For those not familiar, uh, Bandai is a toy distributor as well as a game publisher. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, And they are famously known for publishing the Stadium Events game, uh, which is the rarest NES game next to the Nintendo Championship. Really? They They, did it? So, yeah, Stadium Events uh, was released with the Power Pad. Yeah. And uh, I guess they later changed it to World Class Track Meet, which is what everyone knows. Mm -hmm. I mean, it even comboed with the Mario Duck Hunt. Yeah, yeah, it did. But before that, it was called Stadium Events. So... The few people who ever who bought it um, before it changed names, they have yeah the very rare game of Stadium Events, which sells for like twenty grand. Oh man, yeah, that is a lot. I didn't realize Bandai did that. Yep, that was a Bandai game. Interesting, yeah, because Bandai uh,
1: more nowadays uh, nowadays is more known for like their Gundam video games Mm -hmm. and uh,
3: Uh, uh, Sailor Moon. Right? Is that who did? What isn't Bandai part of the Sailor Moon series?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know if uh, Bandai did a Sailor Moon video game. I mean, I know there are in Japan there are Sailor Moon video games, none of which came to America. Bandai might have done those. Yeah, they definitely could have done those. I'm not really sure Uh, because Bandai did a whole bunch of anime uh, video games back in the day. Uh, Nowadays, they, I think they're they're. What does Bandai do now? Uh, Don't they do the Dynasty Warriors games? Bandai? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what they're they're sort of their more recent kind of like, you know, path is. Uh, I'd like to talk about the developer, though. Oh, was it Shade? Shade Inc. Yeah. Shade Inc. Yeah. So tell me about them. I didn't really look too much into this company.
3: Oh, Craig. Oh, no. You missed out. (laughs) Oh, no. So, Shade Inc. This Uh was one of their first games. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, But they would later go on to do a game called. Gun Gun Pixies, which came out in 2017. I'm sorry, what was that name again? Gun Gun Pixies. One more time. Gun Gun Pixies. Okay, all right, I'm with you. For the PlayStation Vita. Uh Uh-huh. It was a game released only in Japan. Uh, You don't say. Where you play two alien pixies (laughs) sent to research human behavior in five girls at their dormitory. Oh, no. And what they do is they shoot their body parts. Oh, no. While they do yoga pole dancing
0: <laughs>
3: and taking baths.
1: Why? Why Japan? Why?
3: But that's not it. I thought that was bad. Uh until I found out that they're mostly known for their Bullet Girls series. What what it what is Have you not heard of this? What is this? This took me to a dark place.
1: <laughs> Are we allowed to talk
3: about an alleged retro? I'm going to <laughs> We play, you play as teen girls going on missions to shoot and capture bad girls. Okay. Which each shot, their clothes remove oh. until they're completely naked. Oh, so cringy! At the end of each level, oh. you capture one of the women. Oh no! And torture them. Oh, by you think we have to stop talking at this point? By spanking them. No. Oh, this is weird. Until yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kirk, do you own these games? Oh, coincidentally, I do. I thought you'd never ask.
1: No, I do not. I uh, I, I, do not own any
3: of these games.
1: I, I, shade Ink, why?
3: Why Shade Ink?
1: It's because Orphan didn't sell very well and got bad reviews, and they were like, you know what? Fine. Let's just go to the dark side of, let's just, let's go to where the evil things lie. I
3: know what to do. Bullet
0: girls. <laughs> Who would make such a thing?
3: Aside from Shade Ink. Should we talk about the gameplay uh, of uh, of Orphan? Maybe I don't know. Now we're done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, let's talk about the uh, gameplay. So the gameplay is I. Uh uh, kind of weird so it's like kind of like a puzzle platformer at a lot of the times uh, this adventure game you know you kind of walk around and like you can cast spells and it like opens up paths and you know stuff like that uh but occasionally you get into like scripted battles and they're almost like a turn-based rpg where it like ter- takes you to another pl- like another scene mm-hmm. and then you can fight but like the weird thing is is there's no timer system you could just launch attacks as much as you want yeah and it's really bizarre because like essentially like if you know what you're doing in this game, an enemy can like, you know, like go to rush at you and you hit it in the face with a spell and then it like backs off and in, you know, and it uh uh you know freezes up a bit and then you charge up another spell, it runs at you, and you cast it again. It's really weird because like honestly, if you know what you're doing, I feel like you can just steamroll this game.
3: Yeah, this looked like uh the footage I saw um looked like it was a game where it was a trial and error almost at first. Mm-hmm. You gotta kind of figure out the whole hit boxes, uh, when to throw your attacks, yeah. when the enemies are invincible, because they do like this red color. Every time you hit a a boss, mm-hmm. they would change color and you couldn't hurt them.
1: Yeah, it, like, it was like invulnerability frame, yeah. sort of, yeah.
3: But, the I mm-hmm. mean, the platform aspect looked pretty cool.
1: Honestly, it I mean, it is a uh, for especially for it being a launch title, PlayStation Two game. And I'm gonna double check that. I'm pretty sure Orphan was uh, one of the launch titles. Uh, but uh, for the PlayStation Two. But uh, as far as that goes, you know, it, it actually like doesn't look bad. The the graphics look pretty good. Uh, the anime cutscene, of course, like the opening looks solid.
3: You know, there's a lot of cutscenes in this game. Uh, and and in the, even in the beginning cutscene. Uh, they introduce you to so many characters in this game. Uh, there's so I, I guess the story is um, that Orphan and his two friends are walking along. Um, uh,
1: uh, oh, they're uh, uh, they're they're like walking through like a port city or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like
3: a, a dock. You know, like yeah, Cleo or, yep. and
1: I, uh, I uh, I don't remember what they named him in America, but like Lin or whatever is a Magic Lin or whatever. I thought it was like Magnus or something. Yeah, like they that. named him Magnus. Is that what it was? Okay. Which is funny because he's so uh, he's so like kind of like tiny. And when I think the name Magnus, I think of this huge burly dude. And yeah, he's I this the little, same thing.
3: Little tiny little blonde boy. Uh, but they come across their fan Vulcan, who is like, <laughs> "Oh, I can help you guys earn money on this simple simple task. Let's go and hide on this boat." And we'll you know we'll go to the city. We'll find out he got on the wrong boat.
1: Yeah, uh, it's weird. Like I, from what little I've seen, Vulcan and his like little like his other little helper because they're basically these little like, two punk kids, and they just like uh, their their entire mission in life is just to annoy Orphan and somehow use him. But they're very quick to switch sides. Mm-hmm. So like in the very first manga chapter I've seen, it's like the the girl character Cleo is about to like get kidnapped by this like creep who wants to steal her ring or something like that, and. The, the guy puts up a magic shield and he's like I don't know who you are kid yelling at orphan and he's like but you'll never get through this and the two kids this Vulcan and this other little helper are like now it's time to finally kill orphan and it's like why why
3: <laughs> why are you why are you this much of a jerk I don't understand did you catch Vulcan's full name oh, I don't know if I did it's volcano Vulcan <laughs> volcano so it's just Vulcan, Vulcan with an O.
1: Vul- so Volcano Vulcan. Volcano Vulcan. Uh, Vulcan, yeah. It almost sounds like the boss from a Mega Man X game. <laughs> volcano Vulcan.
3: Yeah, it kind of does.
1: <laughs> oh, also, I double-checked, and I was right. This is a launch title for the PlayStation 2. That
3: nobody bought. That pretty much nobody bought. <laughs> Except for Craig. Except for Craig. Because I was like, this looks
1: like an RPG, and then I played it, and I was like, oh... Oh, no, this isn't this isn't what I thought it would be at all. So. So, yeah, the 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 gameplay, honestly, to me, it's it seems way more story driven. Like, you know, I mean, yeah, there's there's all these like dungeons you can go in and puzzles and stuff to solve. But like between every like puzzle you solve, like two of your friends run up. And they're like, oh, you know, like, uh, uh, what's going on in this place, Orphan? And he's like, I don't know, but we'll find out. And, like, and it's basically them chatting in between all these different puzzles. And it just, I feel like it makes the, like, pads the game out tremendously. Yeah. This- now, if you're into the plot, like, because you're into the the that universe, the Orphan universe or whatever it is, which sounds <laughs> incredibly <laughs> depressing when I put it that way, the Sorceress Stabber Orphan, Universe. Actually, that doesn't make it sound much better. I. Uh, but like, if you're Stabber that- an
3: orphan, should not be <laughs> next to each other, just in any sentence ever. I mean.
1: Yeah. All right. You're. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I. Uh, but yeah. So if you're into that, like you know, I. Uh, uh. This like media universe or whatever, though. Like this is definitely a game for you. But like
3: it's not for everybody from this you can clearly see from all the reviews it got uh i always thought it was funny watching the gameplay of this uh-huh. the, you, you said there's like all these cutscenes in between like sections yeah so like orphan would be like all right guys i'm gonna go this way so he'd like jump through this like dangerous area with spikes uh-huh. climb up these platforms of gears and then he'd get up there and then the the two would come running up like hey what's going on like what <laughs> yeah, did they time. just get through the same section he did like every time and he'd always be like took you long enough <laughs> he's like such a deep he's so pompous the the voice guy who does uh, or orphan the it's like yeah well nice of you to show up
1: he he is such a jerk and honestly the character itself is a really big jerk yeah. in the anime the manga the novels like he he is always depicted as just really surly and crass and, and a jerk uh, but I will say i thought the voice acting was like you know i i don't remember it very well so when i did go back to these like old clips and stuff i thought it would be really really terrible
3: and it's not that bad we we find out that uh it's actually a lot of skilled voice actors that did these two Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, So uh, the one thing I do have to say uh, uh, is, is when I first saw the scenes of Orphan talking, I was like, wow, the main character's voice is pretty solid. I, I, I it's pretty fitting. I feel like he's delivering his lines pretty well, maybe even better than most everyone else. And Definitely he, better than the voices of Siphon Filter. Yes, that is very true. But it is a generation later. Yeah, you know? that's true. But the one part I got to say that, that it just dawned on me like, oh, God, this is why the voice acting had issues is because he yells something every time you cast a spell. And you cast spells very frequently. And so like these boss, faces I fight, uh, boss fights I'm watching online, he's like, a bite of lightning. A bite of lightning. And it got to the point where I was fast forwarding and hitting the arrow button on YouTube. So it's like every five seconds. And every five seconds he's like, I'll bite of lightning. A bite of, a, bite, a bite of lightning. And it's like, oh my God, I can see how this would get really old really fast. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, uh, you found uh, uh, who did the voice of Orphan.
3: So that was uh, uh, Quentin Flynn. Yeah. Um, who is known for the voice of Raiden in the Metal Gear games. Uh-huh. And uh, Axel in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and there was a
1: couple others I found. Oh, what else did you get? Uh, he also was Spider-Man in Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Uh, he was uh uh Kolyat Kreos from Mass Effect 2 and 3. Uh, he's also uh uh Kael'thas uh Sunstrider from World of Warcraft if you're a fan of WoW.
3: Oh, do you know what? I did see uh, another one. He's uh Silver Sonic, right? Oh, yeah, something like that. He's he he one voice of the Sonic, of Silver Sonic since like 2010 he's been that voice. For that character, since then
1: there was also another voice I found of his. Oh, what'd you find? He's the voice of Timon from Timon and Pumbaa cartoon.
3: Really? Because it's not the original
1: voice actor; they got someone new for the animated series version. Oh, and so the I don't remember who did the original voice of Timon from uh, the movie version, but I, uh, 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 Quentin Flynn does the Timon voice, uh, uh for the uh, Timon and
3: Pumbaa animated series. Really? Hmm. Uh, I also saw that he does like a voice for um. A uh, uh, League of Legends character. I didn't get the name of that one. Oh, I didn't either. I, I'm not. That's not retro, so we don't need to talk. No,
1: nope, we don't. Yeah, screw that. Take that, Jazzy. I. <laughs> uh, so, uh one of the other voices I really want to talk about because it totally threw me off. So, I was watching this playthrough. Oh, so I looked it up. It's, oh, yeah.
3: It's a Nathan Lane who does the voice of Timon.
1: Oh, the original voice actor. Yeah,
3: for the movie Nathan yeah. Lane.
1: Yeah. And and so uh, uh, Quentin did the Qu- Quentin Flynn did the uh, animated series version because you know they're not going to get the original big name actors and stuff usually right uh, very rare do cartoons are, are the animated series of cartoon movies able to pull that off
3: uh, but mm-hmm. I did find out uh, the voice of Cleo was Jennifer Hale um, who her most famous role is for Female Shepherd. In the Mass Effects games, yeah.
1: So she's done a ton of voices. Oh yeah, like
3: her list was so long when I was scrolling through. I couldn't believe uh-huh. how much she how much she's credited for.
1: Honestly, her and Tara Strong
3: are in this game. And if you're familiar, Tara Strong is that the woman who does uh, like everything. She does the Fairly Odd Parents, doesn't
1: she? I think she's Fairly Odd Parents. She's like the, uh, I think she's bubbles on the Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. She, honestly, uh, uh, her Is that
3: super high pitched voice. She can pull off a very high pitched oh, voice. Man.
1: She isn't always high pitched. Like, if you go through all of her characters, you're going to see like there's plenty that aren't. Uh, but uh, yeah, Tara Strong and Jennifer Hale, honestly, I just looked at the list and I was just like, this will take me hours. I can't make up a list of all their most <laughs> noteworthy roles. So if you uh, have access to the internet, whenever you get a chance, check out. Out on IMDb.com, yep. Internet Movie Database, and take a look at Tara Strong and Jennifer Hale's like list. It's insane. Yeah, but there's another voice actor I want to talk about. Okay. So I was sitting there, I uh, uh, listening or watching this like you know like long player or let's play or whatever, and the narrator starts talking, and he's like, and he's like, "Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt is a spell that you know like launches a bolt of electricity at an enemy." And I was like. That voice, I know that voice, and I I refused to look it up. And so I would just sit there and I kept hitting rewind and kept listening to his voice. I was like, it's not a video. I mean, maybe it's a video game, but I You're feel trying like it to could figure be. out yeah, who it was. I, I could not for the life of me. And finally, I broke down. I was like, oh my god, I can't think of who this is. And so the voice of the narrator, or at the very least the guy who explains what your spells do, I don't know if he talks any at any other point in this, uh, is Paul Eating. You familiar with Paul Eating? No. Because I know you are. Oh. Paul Eating is the voice of Colonel Campbell in Metal Gear Solid. Oh. So the Colonel's voice. Yeah. Uh He's Colonel. He, Snake. Uh, Snake. 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 Colonel. <laughs> yeah. So he's Colonel Campbell, which is and it's almost exactly the same as his Colonel Campbell voice. I was like... Why do I know this, but I can't place it? And it's because I never really played Metal Gear Solid that much. Mm-hmm. I just know the voices a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so he also uh, did a few other uh, uh, characters that I thought were pretty interesting. He is the voice of Uncle Max from Ben 10, for any of our younger viewers who are into cartoons. Uh, he is also the narrator in uh, Diab- the very first Diablo. Uh, he's uh, Did you ever play Fallout 4? No. In Fallout 4, at the very beginning of the game, a vault Tech rep comes up to you and uh, interviews you in order to, like, you know, get information from you and talk about the plot and stuff. He's that character's voice. And finally, uh, which is the one that uh, I think I was the most impressed by, he is Perceptor in the Transformers, the movie and cartoon series uh, from the 19, 1986 or whatever.
3: I was never into Transformers growing up. <sighs> Is that is that bad? <sighs> you disappoint glitch. <me>, <laughs> you disappoint me. I'm sorry. I just, you like G.I. Joe though, right? G.I. Joe and Ninja Turtles. All that right, was that's like my fine. two that I, I, I
1: swapped out Ninja Turtles with Transformers. Ah, it's
3: I, I, I feel like you could only watch
1: so many cartoons as a kid and those that was that was what I chose. Oh, those
3: Saturday mornings. Oh, they were. Wonderful. How do I miss I miss those so much? <sighs>
1: Let's just watch cartoons for the rest of the
3: episode. <laughs> I but found some of the boss fights intriguing. So like uh, mm-hmm. the first boss fight, you fight this scorpion thing that yeah, like comes like onto the ship. Yeah, scorpion crab thing. Yeah, and it, uh, it has like two phases. So mm-hmm. you, you kill the scorpion. He comes running at you and falls over. And then just all these bugs explode out of his chest <laughs> and then come running at you when you have to fight off all these bugs. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really, really cool. Yeah, the honestly, the the
1: I feel like if it was a better like uh, battle mechanics, I think I would have really, really enjoyed this game because like I was going into this expecting turn based, and it wasn't. But it also wasn't entirely like real time.
3: It's like yeah, it's kind of like timing based. Like
1: yeah, it's almost got to do it
3: to a rhythm, a little bit. And
1: as our listeners know, I have no (laughs) rhythm. That is that has been proven time and time again. I. yeah, so I, uh, uh so, so some of the boss fights are are pretty interesting. The some of the puzzle mechanics are, are pretty, uh, pretty neat. Like some of it's just timing based and platforming, jumping over spike pits. But uh, uh eventually it gets a little bit more uh, complex. Uh, any other boss fights catch your attention? By the way,
3: um, I didn't get too far into mm-hmm. um the the wa- the playthroughs of it, but um the final boss fight. Uh, so did you did you beat this game I never beat this game honestly when I was younger I got this as
1: a launch title at, for the PlayStation 2 and uh uh weirdly enough the way it worked is I uh we I didn't get it at launch my like grandmother uh and grandfather uh were cool enough that like I had school so I couldn't like go out and get this system and it was going to be like hard to find it you know Christmas time they waited in line like overnight for me to get a PlayStation oh, 2 that's nice oh yeah awesome I uh, one of my favorite stories about them and uh, they would like take turns going to like the bathroom and wandering around this like you know like late night Sears or wherever they are because they lived out in the country they, they didn't like uh, uh, live in the city they lived uh, in Irish Hills area of Michigan if you're familiar with that it's a lot of country and stuff like that I uh, but I I I so, but I couldn't play the games. I didn't get the system until Christmas. So it was sitting, like, wrapped up at my house before we even like, had a Christmas tree just sitting there, and I was like, I could be playing that. I could be <laughs> playing that. I could be playing Sorfen, Sion of Sorcery. I know I could. And uh, I eventually played this, and I was like, oh, what did I do to my grandparents? <laughs> because it wasn't that good to me. I didn't really enjoy the game that much. So honestly, I played it a little bit, and then, like, was kind of done. I just sort of set it down and never really picked it back up and eventually like sold it at a Funko Land mm. or something. Uh, so that was my experience with this game. It's kind of a depressing one because <laughs> honestly, if I'd given it another chance, I might have enjoyed it a bit more. I never heard of this game. <laughs> and it's funny to me. And so let's talk about that for a moment. Sony decided one of their launch titles for their PlayStation 2 was an anime
3: tie-in game. Yeah. What were they thinking? And it's Activision who was the distributor, right? Yeah, they brought it to America. Because yeah. uh, they weren't the, I mean, they obviously weren't the distributors in, in Japan during its release. No,
1: uh, in Japan, it was uh, uh, Shade made it, but it was, I think, put out by uh, Koyama Shoten, which is a, an anime company. It would have been like the company that made the orphan anime. Uh, Koyama Shoten, oh, I think it's Koyama Shoten. I'm pretty sure they're a, uh, uh, dis- a distributor in Japan as well. Uh, oh, yeah, they'd have to be because Shade developed it. Yeah. And they were the other company involved, mm-hmm. like them and one other company, I think, put it out in Japan. But yeah, they, Activision brought it over. And Activision was like, yeah, anime tie-in game. And then somebody, you, I would hope, you know, like Jenkins came in. It was like, sir, are you sure about this? The anime's <laughs> not even out in America yet. And they were like, Jenkins, you're fired. Get out of my sight. This game's going to be sell like gangbusters. And then it didn't. And the Metacritic score, I think, is like in the 50s. It's in the middle, middle range for everything. It's very, very just unimpressive.
3: I was going to say, maybe you should have held on to the game. I I was just looking at my phone to see how much the game's worth now. Oh, no. How much is it worth? Yeah, you can get it for five bucks. Oh.
1: (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Maybe I'll go out and buy it for $5 just to say that I never really got rid of it. Uh, But yeah, I. it's it's one of those games that I feel like I, I wish I'd given a little bit more time with. But another part of me is like, yeah, maybe it's for the best I didn't. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I definitely wanted to talk about this game just because I do feel like it has some interesting history and some weird stuff to it. Uh, but I, but yeah, all in all, it's it's wasn't it that good of a game. <laughs> and it wasn't even necessarily like a diamond in the rough. Like, oh, you know, if you can get past this, you'll like it. Only real hardcore fans of Orphan. are are who I recommend this game for, but even then, like, this game came out before the anime was released in America, there was a year before the first DVD of, of Sorceress Stabber Orphan was brought in America, the manga was, I don't even think it's ever been brought over, the novels have never been brought over, so, like, what were they thinking, it just seems crazy to me, that they were like, okay, so we've got, you know, we, we need a, a really awesome lineup of games for the PlayStation Two. This is going to be like the best system. It's going to sell more than any other system in
3: history. What do we got? Anime tie-in, perfect. Throw it <laughs> in the pile. Did you see what else was uh, released as a launch title? I don't know if you. like Oh, just I can. Up the uh, I list. can definitely
1: uh, double check that. Uh, while I'm double checking that, though, I did want to uh, chat a little bit about the 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 actual plot of the story of this game, not necessarily the series. And the final boss. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the uh, the when the uh, game when it comes down to the game, uh, Orphan and his friends are washed up on Chaos Island, and uh, as far as that goes, they uh, they arrive with these three strangers. I think I mentioned, and uh, you have the option to help one of the three strangers and go through this game, and they become one of your party members. Now, when you get to the end of the game, you do find out that there is like this time traveling artifact. And what it essentially allows you to do is start the game over and help one of the other two people. And so you go through the game three times, helping each one out. And what happens is, is you unlock the true final boss. You find out that this this entity known as Gaia. Not the spirit of the earth, which is what you sort of think of when you hear Gaia, but this like evil entity or or maybe misunderstood entity. I'm not really sure. Uh, Is essentially like testing people and trying to like like bring them to the island for like, you know, whatever nefarious means or or just to like find a champion. I don't remember. And uh, and essentially uh, you beat the game these three times. You fight the final boss, the true final boss, Gaia, and then you release these three people who are like trapped by the island. And and yeah, so that's the reason is, is, you know, Gaia is bringing more and more adventurers to this island and trapping them. And so you free yourself and these three strangers. And like, it's just like, why, why would anyone go through this game once? Why would anyone (laughs) go through this game twice? Why would anyone go through this game a third time? The final ending, like, to the best of my knowledge is it's just like, it's just anime scenes. It's not scenes from the anime, but like, you know, anime art showing all the characters, and, like, that's about it. That's all you
3: really get. You free these people, and that's it. I mean, I think that's a cool concept to have to finish a game as you kind of repeat Mm -hmm. the section two more times, Um, which I feel like, you know, I think multiple endings in video games are a lot more prevalent now. But there was a time where that was kind of rare. It was just everything was linear. There was one Mm storyline, and especially in RPGs. You don't ever really find anything like that. Where you have multiple endings in an RPG?
1: Yeah, that's very true. At, at Chrono, this time. Yeah, Chrono Trigger is about the only one I can think of, and right. I mean, so so few others had that. Uh, do you have the list? So of, I do. Because uh, I, I do too. You got it too. Okay. Uh, so we have Armored Core Two. I did have that. That was pretty awesome. I. Uh, Dead or Alive 2, Hardcore, Dynasty Warriors 2. It's actually a really big list. Uh, ESPN International Track and Field, ESPN X Games Snowboarding, Eternal Ring, Evergrace, Fanavision, Gun Griffin Blaze. Uh, that sounds awesome. I don't know what it is. It's <laughs> it's from Working Design, So that that honestly, that's what I should have been buying. Kessen, which I think was a. Uh, Uh, like a strategy war game? I don't think I know that one. I feel like I might have picked up Kesson as well. Uh, Madden NFL 2001, Midnight Club, uh, MotoGP, NHL 2001, Orphan, Q-Ball Billiards Master. Oh,
3: that's a must-have right there.
1: Q-Ball Billiards Master, (laughs) Ready to Rumble Boxing Round 2, Ridge Racer 5, Silent Scope, which is another one I had, which was terrible, terrible port of an arcade game, which is pretty fun.
3: This is at the point where Konami was starting to go downhill. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Smuggler's Run, SSX, Street Fighter EX3, another game I eventually would own for uh, PlayStation Two, which I really liked. Summoner, Swing Away, Tekken Tag Tournament, Time Splitters, Unreal Tournament, Wild Wild Racing, and X Squad. So honestly, that's a pretty solid lineup of what uh, almost thirty games.
3: I am looking through this list. Uh huh. I don't own a single one of these. You need. Orphan, Scion, Sorcery. (laughs) It's only $5. So, yeah, it looks like there's 29 titles released uh, Mm -hmm. uh, when it was uh, PlayStation 2 was released in North America on October 26th of 2000. So, yeah, that's... uh,
1: Really, what we should be looking into is Gun Griffin Blaze. (laughs) Because that title alone is amazing. The fact that Working Designs did it, it, or or brought it over, I should say, because they were... uh, uh, they didn't make the game, I don't think.
3: I'm uh, going to stand by re- my recommendation of Q-Ball Billiard's <laughs> Masters. So.
1: Oh, man, at least Street fighter EX3. <laughs> that one was actually kind of fun. It was 3D and a little clunky, but it was fun.
3: Uh, so, oh, and Armored Core 2. Giant Robots. You can't go wrong with Giant Robots. I know SXX is probably the most popular one of that, probably, right? I know that was That's a huge probably. game.
1: SS- a lot of people were really into SSX. SXX. Yeah. Uh, so, Glitch, before I start chatting about the music, yeah. uh, do you have any speedrun
3: info on this? I do. Really? Yeah. Uh, so normally when uh, when we, we decide on what game we're going to do, the first thing I do is I go to speedrun.com yeah. to, to see, you know, what's going on, how uh, this game plays. You know, if I'm not too sure. familiar with it, it's kind of more to get an idea of the gameplay. Sure, sure. Um, So I, I went there and I I, I, I didn't find anything.
1: What? You mean that I can beat, I can play this game, beat well, it once, and I'll have a speedrun champion? Hold on,
3: there, Craig. Uh huh. So there's a couple other sites I could go to. I All went right. to Speed Demo Archive, which is the original speedrun. Oh, sure. Website. So, what, so okay. I was like,
1: what was the, yeah.
3: what was the time there? I uh, no, didn't have anything, Craig. You mean, you mean I can, I can? Oh, no, no, hold on. Ah. Okay. So I went to Twin Galaxies, which is like the, the, the major site where you know this sure, is sure. the awards like these oh, are really yeah, yeah, main yeah. people uh yeah there's nothing there either oh but uh, i finally found someone on youtube okay try and morning uh-huh uh in 2017 hmm. got a speedrun record of this game at the time there was no record okay so he was the first one to to play this and and get a time so uh-huh. uh, did you want to guess on how long this this speed run is
1: is it a hundred percent where you have to beat it three times or is it just any
3: percent just beat it once you know what i didn't double check that
1: oh that's okay uh so uh, we will probably be able to tell from the time so i'm gonna say i don't know around uh i'm gonna
3: lowball i'm gonna say two hours it's actually so this must be then where you go through it three times it's six hours and 48 minutes and 59 seconds Well, yeah, that could be, because I don't think this is a super long game. There's a lot of, uh, you can't skip the cutscene. There's like, uh, they said in the commentary that there's eight cutscenes total that you Mm -hmm. can skip, but you have to sit through every single interaction. Oh,
1: maybe that is the standard game. And they
3: joke, they're like, yeah, there's like six hours of cutscenes, just 45 minutes of (laughs) gameplay.
1: You know, maybe that uh, the time uh, uh, that they have then is the just the once through the one? because okay. of all the cutscenes and stuff. Because, I, I mean, there's like even in the first like half hour, hour I was watching, there are so many cutscenes. You know, there's not
3: as much gameplay as there is talking. There, it, for, okay, it was so hard to find any information on this game, let <laughs> alone this. finding someone that had a speedrun record of this game. <laughs> I feel like I, I went to like some really like odd sites just to even pull up this YouTube video. So, uh I end up finding a Twitch streamer who uh did a speedrun run of this game last year. Uh-huh. Spark City, who ended up getting a time of 6 hours 48 minutes and 36 seconds. He beat the guy uh try and Morning by 23 seconds.
1: Wow, I bet that other guy's Which is the really current bad.
3: the current record right now? That I could
1: find. Oh, right, right. So, I uh, so for all of our our fans of Orphan Scion of Sorcery, all of them, every, every single one of them. everyone who who's going to listen to this podcast, go on eBay, buy the game for five dollars, and burn it. <laughs> no, play it and get a speedrun championship. You just got to figure out a way to you know skip through cutscenes or something. I don't know. Uh, open the disc tray and put it back in and hope it <laughs> skips it or something. That's how it worked in PS One, right? I. Uh, yeah, do do something, uh, but don't burn it. It might be worth more than five dollars someday. It'll be worth six in a couple years. You'll make a dollar profit. There are so few things you can invest in that'll give you a dollar profit. Because most of them will be more than that.
3: Uh, so- I'd rather I'd rather collect stamps, there, Craig. Well, Stamps will get you more money.
1: Uh, So I tell you what, uh, Glitch, let's go ahead and just dive right into the music after a word from our sponsor. So glitch, um, I I know what you're thinking. This game has got to be done by one of the, the great composers of our time, uh, one of the legends who who've done all these these great video game soundtracks. You're right? reading my mind, Craig. <laughs> so the music was done by Minoru Yamada, uh, who has mostly worked for on um, sound effects for anime. <clears throat> He, he, he This is about one of his few like, few times he did the music for a... Um, oh, this is the only video game he's ever done music for, but uh, he's, he's not even done that much music for
3: anime. <clears throat> but he's done a lot of sound effects for different anime. <laughs> the sound effects in the game are great. Oh, well, that's good then. Right, actually, I didn't, I didn't notice. Sorry. Oh, uh,
1: never mind. So the only uh, 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 other thing that I noticed... Uh, uh, that he did was actually something I've seen before, which I thought was interesting. Uh, he did the uh, uh, soundtrack to uh, uh, a series of anime shorts or specials, like these like half-hour sp- specials or whatever. I think it basically comes together to make two movies uh, called Trust and Betrayal. Uh, have you ever heard of the anime or manga Rurouni Kenshin? No. Okay. It, it used to be played on like Cartoon Network late at night and stuff. Uh basically it's about uh this swordsman named Himura Kenshin who doesn't kill anybody. He's like he fights with like the back of his sword, and you know, it's like it's standard kind of Dragon Ball stuff where you fight series of more and more powerful people, yada yada. But the interesting thing about him is that, you know, he doesn't kill people. That's sort of his gimmick. But Trust and betrayal is the really, really twisted, dark story of how he came to decide not to kill people anymore, and oh man, back then he killed people. <laughs> it is super dark and super heavy, and I, uh, I, it's so depressing of a story. It's absolutely worth watching if for nothing else than just the sheer despair you feel watching it.
3: And yeah, the music was okay. I remember the music. Game. Yeah, it was okay.
1: I <laughs> uh, so I. Uh, Minoru Yam- uh, Yamada, uh, Yamada uh, did a, a few different tracks in here that I actually thought were uh, pretty good that I wanted
3: to kind of highlight here. Yeah, let's give a listen to these tracks.
1: Yeah, so the first up is just the battle music. It's it's pretty short. Uh, mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, I feel like they probably should have made it a little bit uh, longer here, but uh, let's give uh, the battle theme a quick listen.
3: Cool and technoey, right? I'm sorry, Craig. I can't hear you. I just ripped my ears off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, glitch! It doesn't sound very battleish, though, does
3: it? No, it, it was on repeat after like the first three notes. Like, I don't know. I couldn't do that. I can, I can. If I had to do a battle for over ten minutes.
1: And that's my issue with the game is that it, like, the battle music is, gets really repetitive. And not that there's a lot of battles in the game, it's mostly puzzle solving. But uh, I, yeah, the, the music is just sort of, eh, it's all right. <laughs> it's like a little repetitive. It's I, I kind of like the techno y kind of thing going on. But like, it, I, I don't. So, So the only other thing I wanted to listen to. <laughs> is uh, not even a track from the video game. It's actually the opening to the anime. So the anime uh, opening is uh, by a uh, band or artist uh, known as uh, Sharam Q. And the song is called I Just On My Love. And it's so... (laughs) Let's just give it a quick listen, just a little bit here.
3: Little funky, right? <laughs> what was that? Right? It's not like the guy was crying as he's singing.
1: It's so it's funny because uh, uh back in the day I had uh, uh, different, you know, like anime series on DVD and I uh, the anime, or the, this anime opening was used for the preview for Orphan. And I didn't really know, like, I never put together the fact that, like, you know, I technically had the video game version. It was just sort of like, Sorcerer Stabber Orphan. Huh, that's weird. Looks a lot like that guy for that video game. Oh well. (laughs) And, uh, but like the, uh, the opening itself is, it's very, very 90s anime, you know, because it was, it was made in, like, I don't know, uh, 98, 99 or something like this, this anime. But, like, there's a scene where, like, he, like, uh, this, like, demon is, like, Flying at him, and he jams his sword into a rock, and like uses it to brace as the demon like cuts itself in like half and stuff like that.
3: It's super crazy. I did come across the intro uh, to the anime, and it actually looked pretty cool.
1: Right? Yeah, that, this is the song to that uh, anime opening, and yeah, the the art looks great. It's uh, uh pretty violent, you know, because let's face it, nineties anime was was super violent.
3: But I will say the intro sounded a little bit like the Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Gadget. I. <laughs> uh, oh man. Can we just can we just talk
1: about Inspector Gadget for the rest of the episode? Uh, anyway, uh, so the so that's Orphan Scion of Sorcery. It's a a weird weird anime based video game. Before we even knew it was an anime, they they really could have maybe waited on the game. I, I don't even know. Like it, like I, I don't know what possessed them to think that this was a good idea for one of their twenty nine launch titles. Unless they were just like get
3: us whatever you can. Just yeah, throw like out it was everything was kind of like. What's available? Let's just put out as much as possible, because twenty nine titles that's for a, a lot lens, thats a ton. Oh yeah, so, that, I mean, if you, even if you took out half of them, that's still more than what's usually released.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the Nintendo sixty four had two. Nintendo sixty four had Mario sixty four and Pilot Wing sixty four. Yeah, that was it.
3: Wasn't uh, Wave Race? Oh, I don't believe that was a, oh, a launch title. Okay.
1: I believe it was very shortly after yeah, you might uh, be right. the game came out, but uh, or yeah. the system came out. But, uh, yeah, I, it was not a launch title. And so let's face it, like, you know, I mean, they could have gone with about half that amount of titles, given the rest a little bit of time or whatever. But then again, I mean, if they were going to bring Orphan out, like, would it have sold that much better if one DVD was available?
3: I mean it's a better chance. I mean it makes more <laughs> true. Sense yeah, that you that's would very true. release the game after the, the you know the animated series is available in the states.
1: Yeah. That's really probably what they should have done. I guess I guess we're right about that is it's just maybe have given it a year. Yeah. You know, like giving yeah. it a year. I mean like you know cuz the the voice is not bad. The looks pretty good. The battle system's a little weird and, and kind of bizarre and like you know the puzzle platforming's mean, just okay. But that doesn't come together to make an amazing game because it just sort of It's a lot of story, and if you're not into the characters, you don't know them, and you won't because it's just stinking anime tie-in title.
3: Why? Just it's not it's not going to be for you, Craig. No one's buying this game except for me when I buy it for five dollars. Let's get into the retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro relapse. Glitch. You fool. You fool. Why did I do this to myself? You played right into my hands. You chose another anime game. I know. And you chose it, not even me. Uh, I didn't know okay, so I had this game and Mm -hmm. I think I don't think I was the one that even grabbed it. I want to see Xander grabbed it off the shelf. That could be. Uh, so it's the Mayfat conspiracy, and am I saying that right? Mayfat or Mafat?
1: Um, I think it's. I, I would say Mayfat. Fat. Okay. I, I would presume that's how you pronounce um, that. And
3: it's a game I got like for a dollar in a bundle years ago, and I remember, I put it in. I played the first two stages, wasn't a fan, and it just kind of sat there. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, we popped this game in, and right off the bat, in the beginning cutscene, Craig's like, "Is this a? Is that Go-Go? Gol-go, yep. Golgo? Golgo? Yep, G O L G O Golgo." And I'm like, I don't, I don't know who that is. <laughs> and yeah, it's a gogo 13 <laughs> video game.
1: It's the sequel to Go-Go 13 Top Secret Episode, which was also released in America. I don't know why. It's another anime tie-in game. This time for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, I think uh, Mayfat Conspiracy came out in uh, 1990. So... For those who don't know, and I won't delve too deep into this because I feel like Golgo 13 might deserve his own episode someday down the road. Uh, He's basically like Japanese James Bond. He's a secret agent. He takes missions. He's like, unlike James Bond, he's specifically like an assassin. But he like hooks up with all the pretty girls on the mission. He, uh, you know, is like super tough. He like knows every martial art. He's just super overpowered. And uh, yeah, this is a... a Golgo 13 video game. And
3: I actually feel like I was okay at it when we were playing. I mean, you could have been too overpowered because I think all you guys died in the first level. I mean,
1: it's hard to control the power that is Golgo
3: 13, all right? Because all you can do is kick at the beginning. Oh, yeah, you don't even have a gun, no, do you? You get it a little bit later, I think, in the second stage. Uh, but... I I wasn't a fan of this game. It's like a side-scrolling
1: beat 'em up, I, I, or or shoot 'em up, because you eventually get a gun, and like, it's basically you going around and being like a secret agent. Like you go, and it's like, oh, go talk to this agent here, and you go to there, and it's like, oh, here's the 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 your pistol and like your you know the the cipher for the code to unlock the sniper rifle and like all this like you know cheesy stuff like that, I. Honestly, I kind of had fun with it, and I don't know if it's because I just knew it was a Golgo 13 <laughs> game, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a, a game, another game by uh, uh, Vic Tokai. Uh, they did Clash at Demon Head. They did a bunch of kind of weird Nintendo mm-hmm. games. Uh, but they're kind of like a, a cult classic uh, uh, third-party developer because they're nowhere near as big as Capcom and Konami. Right. And they did not sell nearly as many games as them. But there's a lot of
3: games out there that they made that people are super into. So I'm going to go ahead and give this game a 2. A 2? And I will say it probably would have been a (laughs) 1. Wow. But I did enjoy the cutscene. So it kind of has like a story base similar to that of like Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Very cinematic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is the character stalking. Um, There's a lot of dialogue. Uh, but the the gameplay, I, I not a fan at all. It was clunky. You get stuck on objects. You can't jump well. The bullets that the enemies shoot at you are timed poorly. It's hard mm. to avoid. It just didn't work well with me.
1: Uh, if I'm being very objective, I'm going to give the Mayfat Conspiracy probably like a three out of eight. I feel like it is a little below average. Uh, but just the sh- just the sheer fact that it's an <laughs> anime game brought to the Nintendo Entertainment System and didn't seem to have uh, uh, like a, uh, you know, it's not like they were like, oh, Agent Smith. You know, they didn't like try to like, you know, like censor the game up and try to like repackage it as a very American game. I mean, I'm pretty sure they refer to him as Golgo. Uh, in the game. And I could be crazy. I'd have to, you know, rewatch through and stuff.
3: No, it says on the title. Like, the title screen says Go-Go oh, yeah.
1: 13. Go the Mayfat Conspiracy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I give them a lot of credit for just saying, hey, here's go, go 13, this weird Japanese thing, and bringing it over. Uh, though, you would think that I wouldn't give them credit for that because of the fact that go, go 13 was not brought to America in any capacity back then.
3: It eventually, the I think... Who the- would do such a thing? Craig... What kind of fool would come mm. out with a game before the anime series is even available? Um uh-huh.
1: uh-huh.
3: uh yeah, who would do such thing? Mm. Interesting.
1: <laughs> who would
0: do such a thing?
3: Uh, yeah,
1: it's it's weird. I, like I I, I want to give him kudos for it. But at least for, like, you know, the Nintendo, there was never going to – you were never going to see Golgo 13 brought to America. Like, the moment that, like, you know, somebody – like, it, like if somebody went to Nintendo and was like, hey, we want to know if you want to publish this because, like, you know, it, it, one of your games is on it. And they were like, oh, well, all right, what's it about? Well, it's about this assassin. Assassin. Yeah, yeah, he, he murders people. For money. Yeah, yeah, for, for money he's an assassin. <laughs> No, we want nothing to do with this. like Nintendo wouldn't touch it with a 39 and a half foot pole. nobody would have none of those companies making like bringing cartoons to America they'd have looked at it and been like we're gonna have to butcher this to put it on
3: American TV.
1: We're not gonna be able to show this Go go 13 hooks up with all the ladies and he like kills people like yeah. there's
3: no way and I think that's the whole reason they don't they don't have Golgo 13 on the actual cartridge
1: that might be yeah because uh the first game I think did have Golgo 13. Yeah, on it, it does. Uh, but this one does not. It's just sort of this dude in a trench coat with like a girl behind him and like some shadowy imagery. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, and it, it honestly, uh, kudos to them for that too because it worked. Because uh, we picked it up and we were like the Mayfair okay. conspiracy. All right, let's give it a shot.
3: Uh, so you can find all our retro relapses uh, that we do when a guest isn't uh, on the show. Mm-hmm on our youtube page Yep. and definitely go out and see this one because uh, chops loses his mind <laughs> as xander is reading the dialogue at the beginning of the story and he can't contain himself it's actually pretty good
1: i also really appreciate and not to toot my own horn but i love the fact that like i'm just like was that through 13? I just like immediately I'd I'm like go to anime and i am like start babbling about it and stuff. Uh, yeah, I uh, and that was a really fun uh, retro life. So make sure to check that out. And if you're a member of our Patreon page, uh, you get access to those videos early. Uh, you get them on Sunday instead of Thursday. So yeah. make sure to look into that. Now, uh, before we uh, talk you here off on Patreon and how you can uh, you know do all that stuff, let's go ahead and uh, check
2: in with Xander and see how our uh, opening music bracket is going. Oh, hello there. Pillow and Xander here. I'm here to walk you through our uh, opening music grand final here. We have two songs that uh, I didn't necessarily expect to see here. Well, maybe one of them, but, uh, you know, you guys vote and uh, break my heart every single season, so I really shouldn't be surprised. Anyway, let's take a look at the songs that are going up against each other this week. The first song in the bracket is the opening theme song to Pokemon Red and Blue, composed by Junichi Masuda. I uh, i mean, it's a good song. I'm just a little surprised at uh, who it beat to get, get here. So congratulations to this song, and uh, let's check it out. Is a song i really shouldn't be surprised to see here but considering some of the things it had to take out to get here again i'm a little surprised it's here but uh anyway this is the opening theme to the legend of zelda composed by the legendary koji kondo let's take a listen and there you have it the final vote is upon us the end of season four is here who will win why that's entirely up to you thank you all for your support through the seasons and uh we've got uh, we got a really good one coming up and if you aren't a uh, patreon subscriber um I can tell you you're going to want to at least throw us five bucks for the upcoming month because we did a draft style pick for our next bracket and it's a it was a lot of fun to record and I think you'll really enjoy it. So back to Craig and the glitch as they tell us a little bit more about Patreon and the perks you'll get. See you next time.
3: Thanks Xander for that uh, pillow talk.
1: <laughs> Indeed. I, uh, I'm very curious to see how things go with, uh, uh, our, uh, Opening music bracket, we're we're nearing the end here. I hope it's two good titles right there. It, th- that, those are two of the best titles we'll see. <laughs> uh, but I, if you would like to know more about uh, the voting and stuff, though, make sure to check out our Facebook page, where you can vote there. Check out our Twitter page, where you can vote there. Uh, you can join us on Discord, not only to chat with us, but we also have a vote there. And there's a fourth and final method for voting if you go to Patreon.com slash Media. You get uh, the uh, uh, the bracket polls go up there as well. So that's the fourth way you get to vote. And not only do you get those uh, retro relapse videos early, but for $5 a month, you will get access to GameShark, our uh, monthly uh, Patreon special, where we uh, chat about different topics, delve into things, and have a lot of
3: fun. And the best part about being a member at the $5 range is that not only do you get the Legend of Retros Game Shark, mm-hmm. but you get everything else on the Games All Media Network. So you get the bonus shows for Games All Podcast, yep. as well as uh, Noobs and Dragons, mm-hmm. Noiseland Arcade, which mm-hmm. is our Simpsons Podcast, yeah. Last Action Podcast. So I mean, you get a ton of stuff.
1: Oh yeah, you you get uh, uh, more content than I could possibly imagine for five dollars yeah. uh so make sure to check that out and uh also uh more recently i've been jumping on twitch and playing a lot of uh, retro video games so make sure to join me on twitch.tv uh, slash craig underscore wk and uh you can go ahead and join me there as i play monday through friday uh usually uh, like 8 uh, to 11 a.m eastern standard time and uh the cool thing is, you also have Chops and the Glitch jumping in on Twitch and hanging out with me there. Uh, so uh, make sure to uh, catch us all
3: there. I try to watch as much as possible. It's just basically if you are familiar with Craig's long plays, oh yeah, it's just basically like a live version of that.
1: Kind of yeah. It's basically me chatting with people in the uh, stream, uh, playing these games, and uh, set, instead of just doing RPGs, I also mix it up and I throw in platformers, adventure games, and uh, you know, fun stuff like that. So make sure to uh, join me on there. Uh, but I. Uh, uh, glitch i think it's about time we uh sign off for today
3: yeah i think uh, everyone's heard enough about orphan (laughs) and uh, his stabbing of sorcerers
1: you could never hear enough about stabbing orphan
3: orphan stab
0: i think that's all the time we have for today we'll catch y'all next time
1: when the legend
0: legend continues.
3: continues